Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Cinema Club, episode number 20, the season finale of series two. I'm Corson Smith and as always, I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Price. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and we educate each other on films, the films we should have seen but we haven't. Each week we watch a film and then we come into the studio every Thursday and talk about what we loved, hated and rated. The beauty of our film club is that anybody can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the films at home and then join us on Thursday to hear what we thought of the film. This week's film is Ben's Choice because Jack didn't want anything to do with it originally (laughs) and it is Working Girl. But as always, before we get into talking about this week's film, um, what have we been up to? What's been going on this week? It's been your birthday, hasn't it? It has been my birthday. As Taylor Swift said, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Is that how old she is? No, she was when she released the song, which was about eight years ago. Ah. But I'm 22. How's it feel? Cause very different. Do you know what? I was a bit. I I didn't want to turn 22 because 21's young in it. And now, t- like Ben said to me, Ben said to me on Monday, "You're 22 years old. You need to stop ringing your mum every time something goes wrong." <laughs> well, I've got a point. I think podcasters haven't I? <laughs> yes, definitely. And I think I think it's that, isn't it? Big man now, big boy, big boy pants. Twenty two is a big age, you know. I really probably should have my life in order. I, I don't. <laughs> it's like at twenty two, Ben, you must have been living in London. I was living in London. I certainly didn't have my life in order though. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly didn't. Now it's just. I think I was at drama school. Yeah, living at. Jack up. had a kid. Jack had a kid. Yeah, kid. I'm, I'm, house. Yeah. I'm my first, second house. I rent a flat with a 50-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's a steady. Whoa. Steady on that. 49. 49. 49. <laughs> Jeez. Don't, look, every year counts for me. It doesn't for you. Every year counts. That's an absolute, that's a, like an arrow to the heart. So um, so we couldn't really do much because you're on. we were on lockdown, weren't we? Yeah. Bit of a damp squib. Yeah, bit, bit of a pain, but... Um, Lockdown birthdays there, all the range, aren't they now? So, All the range or rage? (laughs) Did you just say they're all the range? Is that not the saying? No. No. They're all the range. (laughs) I thought, okay. But I like your saying, it's all the range. (laughs) What, like a golf range? Um, Jack, Mm. I think you've been up to something this week, haven't you? You've been up to quite a lot. Have I? No, you haven't. You just said, don't ask me what I've been up to. Yes, I did say that (laughs) off off the mic I said don't ask me I've just been a boring week have you been in work I've been in work yeah I mean it's just same old same old just routine routine which is nice it's nice a bit of normality is nice Colson hold on we need to talk about where you are you're in Japan now (laughs) explain to the audience where you are the whole of series two we have really mixed up in terms of our locations where we've been but um I think I'm am I the first person to do it from a hotel room because yeah. I hello right now <laughs> hello <laughs> hello give it clean I am in it's got great Wi-Fi that is one thing I can say it works perfectly it has got good Wi-Fi yeah. it's better than your home I did a, better I did than a James test Wi-Fi. run with my mum I made my mum come on Zoom earlier to check that it all worked um, but <laughs> what a shit hotel it's got <laughs> <laughs> why it's got no I windows why it was cheap it's got you open the curtains and it's the fucking corridor <laughs> oh god 
It's got no what? No outside window. And there's a wall that has a curtain rail with no curtain in because it obviously would be a window, but instead it's a solid wall. And what is that? A fish tank on your left? It's like a ballet dancer, almost. What is it? A painting? Oh, it's a painting. No, it's a walking wardrobe. It's Tess McGill. She's she's on the wall in like an orange ballet suit. Crikey! So you're in there on your own there, Coulson. Yep. And the worst thing for me is yeah. food. So obviously, ah. Tommy Ten Bags goes to London. I, I you've never seen anyone with more bags. Like people thought I was moving to London on the train. I've got <laughs> all my food in a refrigerated bag. So I'm like, min breakfast, lunch, fit chef, bit of dinner in London. Do what I want to do. Get to the hotel. Notice that there's no window. Then notice that there's no fucking microwave. Well, no, you're not going to hold on. Hold the fuck right on there. How awful. There's never a microwave there in is. a fucking hotel room. There isn't. Not unless you said, no. Are you sure? I've never gone into no. a hotel room and gone, ooh, mini bar, TV. Oh, microwave. Oh, well, there's no mini bar because of COVID, because the people before might have touched it. So the mini bar I'm actually using as a fridge to keep my meals chilled. But I had to have lamb hot pot cold today and it was quite... In a, I was sat in a hotel room in pitch black with shit lighting, no window, no contact with the outside world, eating cold lamb hot pot with a stolen fork from the restaurant I was in last night. And you're 22. Did you cry? <laughs> a little cry. I tell you Because what. I'm at the flat and you've left some of your fit chef here. Yep. And I'm living my best life. <laughs> Woke up this morning, Jack. Fit Chef is a bit his, of a f- it's his like diet food, isn't it? Yeah. Fridge Fit Chef cook food, it, put yeah. it very Chuck good, it all very good, and it's all ready to go. And he piles it in the fridge, and he looks at me, and he goes, "You can't touch any of it," and I can't. But he was going away, <laughs> and he said, "You know what, Ben? I'm going to give you two of the shit ones I don't like, <laughs> and two, two of the ones, and two of the egg frittatas I do like." And I tell you what, this morning I banged that straight in the microwave. It's, it's nice, great, isn't it? Isn't it great? It's nice. And I was like, "This is great." I wonder if Coulson could go away a bit more often. And I just have his food in his fridge. It's when people go, Ooh, "What? What? What diet have you been on?" I'm like, "I've not been on a diet. Like, I have, I have black pudding for breakfast. Like, I think I've, I might have. What have I got tonight? I think I've got eggs and beans or something. That's a breakfast. I know. We're gonna, I'm going to mix, mix it, up it up with a tortilla, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> shall we shall we talk about films yes uh, yeah. now I'm assuming Ben it's it's your turn to give us an option no let's no, Jack I do can it. have I'll have a go go on then <clears throat> so working girl um, follows this uh, character called Tess Tess McGill Tess McGill uh, played by Melanie Griffith yep basically she's Bottom of the food chain on Wall Street, she gets the job as a secretary to a big shark played by uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sir Gorney Weaver is (laughs) that. That's exactly what Coulson said to me. Is this uh, Sir Gorney Weaver? (laughs) It is. Oh, yeah. There you go. I like him. All the way. I like him. Good in that. That uh, monster film. <laughs> series 1, episode 2, all the way through to series 2, episode 20. How far you've Sir come. Garney Weaver. She's, he, he, she, they're still there. <laughs> they're still there, banging it out. She's the boss, and uh, she seems really nice. Um, uh, she's got a lot of trust in Tess, and Tess comes up with this idea for, um, uh, what is it? Um, for uh, a radio, someone to buy a radio company. They're in mergers it? and acquisitions, aren't they? Yeah. And she sees a very good merger for another company to buy. They want to buy up a TV company, but actually, she says, "Look, I think it'd be, you'd be better off buying radio." Yeah. And she takes it to Sir Gorney Weaver. Yeah. And he turns around and says, "That's brilliant. Uh, let me keep hold of your idea, and I'll see Are you what you can do." Are you calling Sir Gorney Weaver? He? <laughs> I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. And he said it like it was passed yeah. on. And you suddenly realise, like, yeah. "Hold on, it's a woman." My film knowledge. It's a woman, but it's not. When you say Sir Gorney Weaver, it's actually a member of the, the realm. It's a member of the royal family. So Sir Gorney Weaver goes, "Yeah, I think it's a Bobbin's idea." Mm. Naff off. She's off to Germany or something, isn't she, skiing? Yeah, she's off skiing. And uh, it's a horrendous accident, bless her, isn't it? Horrendous. I don't think it's that bad. Well, it's not. But Ben's there pissing himself because he knows what's about to happen. She does a bunny <laughs> hop and then the next thing you know, ah! Oh, yeah, that, that was a bit porny. That was porny. <laughs> she breaks her leg. Yeah. I love that. Ah! 
yeah, yeah. And then she's in bed. So she breaks her leg. She's stuck in Germany. Yep. It's up to Tess to take hold of the reins. So she's in her office and she's going through her type emails and things, isn't she? And she discovers that, um, is it Catherine? Catherine yeah. Parker was going to steal the idea for herself. So she thinks, I'm not having that shit. She goes about it to pause as Catherine while Catherine's away and set up the deal herself. That's the synopsis. Well done. That's it. I, I thought you were going to leave it on, she meets a man. Oh, no, no, no. That doesn't happen. No, no. <laughs> not in the synopsis. That's Han Solo's away <laughs> on. Indy. Indy. There he is. Indy. 1988. Year I was born. Year you were born. Wow, yeah. January. Wow. 88. Coulson, I don't think your parents have got together. <laughs> they no, they have. They've been together a long time, yeah, Coulson's yeah. parents. Yeah. Oh, have they? Yeah. Um, opening shots. Opening sequence it's song. Big. It's that song. I'd never heard of it. It's brilliant, isn't she it? She won an Oscar. Yeah. She won an Oscar. Listened to it on the train about nine times. I watched it with my girlfriend, and she'd never heard the song before. Did she, see, she hadn't seen the film? She'd not seen the film, but when that song came on, she started like going, I like this song. And then towards the end when it kicks in, it's the full... Hands Hello. in the air. Shazam's out. Shazam's out going, what's it Shazam, called? Shazam was out. <laughs> yeah, that song won an Oscar, Carly Simon. For banger. the film? Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, for the film, yeah. What a banger of a tune. It wasn't going to be that. The director, at what? one point, wanted it to be the Eagles. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. Oosh. I'm glad they did because I just think the fact it was a woman, a powerful woman singing the song with the opening kind of led to the film, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it would yeah. have had. So they're, as big they're, an they're sort of opening the film is them going over to Staten Island Ferry, isn't it? Yeah. Shot illegally. Shot illegally. Yes, they had no permission. <laughs> what do you mean? So that shot where the two of them are in the, on the ferry, they're not extras. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Ben. I went look, look at the extra looking at the camera. But then it's not. It's some guy thinking, why the fuck are you filming me? I'm on my way to yeah, work. He's turned around and going, hold on. It's fucking half six. I'm on my way to work. Get the fucking camera out of my face. I don't know who these two are, dressed like wild women from the 80s. I've got a train to catch. Have you done the ferry in New York? No, I didn't have time. I didn't do it. I did it with Sally Denever. Were you both like working girl playing that music with Sally D? <laughs> if, if I did it now, I would have Yui Boom out that song on. But, um, yeah, so obviously you can pay to do a tourist one. Or Sally's daughter, Phoebe, was working in New York, and she was like, oh, no, you don't pay. You just get on the free one. It doesn't go very close to the Statue of Liberty, but it's the same thing. So it's like a mile further out on the Hudson River, and it's the same thing. So I I did that, but it was like with everyone actually going to work rather than tourists. And um, in terms of skylines of a city... You, you know that you're in somewhere fairly special. It was a very good setup, wasn't it? Yeah. Bang, straight away. You know where you are. You know they're all going to work. And then you have that big sequence where they're walking through New York and that whole throng of people in the city and jammed together, which me and Coulson remarks is a bit weird now in COVID. Yeah. It felt mm. wrong. Because mm. classic, oh, they're not social distancing, are they? But it, it actually, it almost looks wrong now. Mm. I still do it when... You know when um, they're coming over in the ferry? I still do this in yeah. every single film. My girlfriend did that. I went, oh, look, Twin Towers. Ben did still it. Still do ben that. Yeah, yeah. I did it. I did it. They actually filmed in the Twin Towers. Yeah. In the ending. Ah. Uh, when they're in the lobby, that's the Twin Towers. Yeah. In 1988. Oh, is it? It was yeah. just after the Wall Street crash, wasn't it? So yeah. Wall Street wasn't back at work, which is why they could make No, it film. happened in 88. I don't know when the film came out. I don't know when if it had happened yet. Well, oh. the reason they got to film where they were filming was because of Wall Street it's because crash. because of the crash. Really? Because all the offices were empty. Well, that's a good start. That's yeah. good. And all they're going, seeing Melanie Griffiths with massive hair. Yeah. And old Han Solo, national. It's a very, um, <laughs> it's a very character film, isn't it? It's over time. Mm. It's very driven, isn't it? It's a very, it's a very clear script who you've got. The goody, the baddie. The girl from, you know, it's like Cinderella, isn't it? Well, you've got yeah. Tess and Cynthia, who are like rough and ready. They're not, yeah. they don't live in Manhattan, do they? They're, they're no. not from wealth. They're just trying to make a career for themselves. And yeah. they wear loads of makeup, loads of jewellery. And, that you know, I think, is it the first shot where Tess is going into work and she's wearing high socks with like, Almost New Balance trainers. She's got the trainers, yeah. on, not she? And then as soon yeah. as she gets into the office, she whips them off and puts her high heels on. 
And then they set up very well is that Sir Gawney Weaver's character, when she can't get into that German hotel, into the right room, she says, hold on, do they not remember me? And she gets on, she speaks German, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. And that's a very, very, very clever character piece, which reflects on her education and where she's been yeah. and where she's travelled, pointing out that Tess McGill has basically never gone anywhere. Yeah. And this character is very worldly, speaks many languages and gets what she wants. So Tess kind of does, you know, life isn't going well, but she's got this job in Wall Street as a secretary. But then everything kind of hits rock bottom, doesn't it? She gets set up by a boss to meet that Kevin Spacey character. Oh, yeah. I thought he was a bit shit in that scene. (laughs) He was a bit over... He nearly didn't make it. Yeah. He got caught in traffic. <laughs> really? The writer nearly had to play his part. The director was like, I'm literally giving him 10 more minutes. And he got there just in time, didn't he? Yeah, he was sort of a bit out of the film, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was proper over the top. But was he a big name then, Spacey? I don't no. think so. So no. it was just... Hit a, it was literally a bit part. Probably quite a theatre star, though. Okay. Yeah, you can tell. Chat's <laughs> not impressed. Say it to his face. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome onto the podcast Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Spacey hi. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't great. But she's fantastic, isn't she? Even when she was, you know, spraying him with champagne and whatever, mm. she realised that she was just getting set up yeah. and he wasn't going to take her seriously. And that's kind of the theme of the movies. She's never taken seriously. Where she's from and all these well, things. Well, and it's that night that she goes home and finds her boyfriend. Mick in bed with another woman, isn't it? Big Alec. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big Alec Baldwin. And he tries to say that nothing's going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He? The classic It's, not what, it it's not what like. it looks like. Girl naked <laughs> on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about that. I thought, oh, I saw my wife and someone. Would I go, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's not what it looks yeah. like. I know what you mean. It's me. My girlfriend hated him after that. Hated him. He was dead to her. Done. Oh, hated the hated the character. Hated Baldwin. He was meant to play um, Jack. Yes. Yeah, Ford. Ford's character. Yeah. In, yes. in Indiana Jones, obviously got a bit of a lasso on and went no mate. Well, the, stu- the studio um, wanted uh, big names for the leads, and uh, Mike Nichols' director wanted Melanie Griffith, who wasn't really known at the time. He had his heart set yeah. on her. Now, don't forget, Michelle Pfeiffer auditioned for this, Cher auditioned, um, Meryl Streep auditioned for um, Sigourney Weaver's part. There's there's Mamma Mia and Stardust in there, there's some great CDs. (laughs) Later on, Meryl Streep would go on to um, be in The Devil's Wear Prada, which I think is a modern day complete... Yeah. Uh, remake of Working yeah. Girl from watching yeah. Working Girl I think it's it's just got all the elements of the same sort of film yeah. really and um, yeah he, he really stood stood to his guns did Mike Nichols and wanted Melanie Griffith for it and they said okay and he wanted Alec Baldwin for Jack now Baldwin wasn't really known either and they said you can have her but you're not having Both. another another no face in the leads so you're having Harrison Ford give him give him the sleaze husband, boyfriend, and he went, right, okay. But I thought Baldwin did it very well. Yeah, I do. Harrison Ford makes the film. I mean, we'll get on to him when we meet Jack, but I, I mm. think casting-wise, I don't think you'd have changed it, would you? No, yeah. very good, very strong cast. So she goes to work with Catherine. She's pretending to be Catherine and set up this deal to uh, with Trask Industries, and then she takes over her life, doesn't she? She leaves her boyfriend after the sleeping. She's going to her house. Yeah, she goes into her house. You know the the artwork. You know the artwork of Sir Garney Weaver. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. She's she yeah. owns it. She's got it. Oh, she's, she's actually got it. Yeah. I mean <laughs> the Andy Warhol copy. The Andy yeah. Warhol. Yeah. She um she said it, it it's horrendous and she's just got it in a lockup somewhere. But just she was like, I'm not letting that go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It did make me laugh when I saw it. So she's got a huge brownstone, really, in Manhattan, isn't it? She's got money. Yeah. And then she goes, well, I'm going to take her life and puts on her clothes and starts to set up these deals and take over her office, really. She finds a tape, doesn't she? She's she's doing the tapes of, like, the to-do list, and one of the tapes says, arrange a meeting about so-and-so buying radio rather than TV. Don't tell Tess. Yeah. And it's that moment where she goes... Oh, you bitch. 
mm. you bitch. Yeah. And then she kind of yeah. goes, well, this is my opportunity. She's in Germany with two bloody broken legs, and I'm, all right, one broken leg. <laughs> you love exaggerating. <laughs> like, this is my chance. Two, and two arms. Awful. Can't feed herself. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's living it up in that hospital, though, isn't she? In Germany. What dancing. is what was that bit? <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. going on. What was that <laughs> bit? A party. She's drinking <laughs> champagne. And she, I don't know, but the, do you know what? There was something I really loved about it because it like was like wherever she is, yeah. it's like she's the center of the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it said to me. It's very smart. It's like you know, everyone else would be just crying in their bed. She comes up smelling the roses every single time. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. She's got money. She's in a great place, and I'm having the best time because mm. she's meant to have been. We meet. There's a guy called Jack Trainer, isn't she? Talks yeah. about, and she thinks he's going to propose. Yeah. And they were going to do it on holiday, weren't they? Well, no. When she was back from. Holiday. She doesn't say Jack Trainer. That's the twist at the end, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. She just says a my guy I've been seeing. We live in the uh, same city. We go on sorry, holiday. I've seen it so I many think times. This is the time. I, Make that link. And Ben got yeah. too excited about the, the plot twist and told me. <laughs> well, I screwed up because I, I, I Googled the film before oh. I saw the plot oh. twist. I know. Well, I had to Why just... did you do that? It was just so that I had a, a vague idea of what it were about. She just said working hour. I don't think I've seen it, so I had to look it up to see if I had. Uh, and then I saw that oh. in, so, in, in a synopsis. And I didn't, oh. But I didn't realise it was a plot twist until when it got about an hour and a half into the film. I thought... I, that we, as an audience, we still don't, don't know, know that they're boyfriend girlfriend. Ben said, "I wonder who his ex is. I wonder who his ex is." And I was when like, "In bed." Oh, oh, all right. Spoil it then if you give, want. I have to give you pointers. <laughs> I have to give you pointers. I have to gently move you along. And when you realised your face changed, you went, "Oh, oh I, I, I couldn't believe it." Han Solo, you're kidding. And I went, "Yeah." Boom. Um, so them two meet, don't they, for the first time in a bar. He's wearing one of her dresses. She She's wearing one what? of... <laughs> Hello. What film did you watch? I love that, though. We'll try again. Hi, Harrison. Change your plan today. <laughs> Call me Harry. wearing a dress. <laughs> Tess is wearing one of Catherine's dresses. And Tess is going yeah. to a thing because she's got a meeting with Jack in the morning. Um, anyway, so they start chatting at the bar. She doesn't know he's Jack. He knows she's Tess. No, I don't think he does. Yeah, he does. Because she says, I'm only here because I'm meeting a guy called Jack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I wanted to, like, suss him out. And that's when he goes, no, 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 no names. And it's like, well, you're a weirdo. Um, (laughs) Anyway, she's popped a Valium, hasn't she? Which hasn't worked out great. Yeah, her mate, she got nominated for... Joan Cusack got nominated for Academy Award. Did she? Yeah, she's... Both did. Sir Gourney Weaver, Joe Cusack, both got nominated and she's hardly in it, but she's, she's great. I thought she was brilliant. She's great. That she bit was brilliant. when she's playing the secretary of Tess <laughs> and Ford comes in and she goes, what yeah. can I get you? Coffee, tea, me? <laughs> How good brilliant. is she? How good is she? You've got to explain that bit. We have to explain that bit a bit further because that she's, she's bang good. Yeah. So they have that yeah. night. She gets pissed because she's been on the volume. Yeah. Han Solo carries her up the stairs. Yeah. For that whole scene, puts her into bed, they wake up, she's got no clothes on. Well, no, she's got underwear on, hasn't she? Yeah. Some underwear? I thought, imagine that every night. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I thought that was like a special night, not like Tuesday night on fucking That's October. birthday night for you, you Jack, I mean? isn't it? Hello. <laughs> I mean, it's Christmas. suspenders and all the fucking the nipple tassels and all that. It's like, His head must have fell on. off. Not every night. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it's too much. If you're gonna sleep, if you're gonna sleep with Indiana Jones, you gotta do it right, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta go. So they wake up. She leaves, not knowing what's happened. Oh, then hang on. She's got this. Sorry, sorry, Ben. They yeah, talk yeah. about while they're in bed how he got that scar. You know, Harrison Ford's got. That no, that's scar. later. Right. That's later. I'll wait, then. That's in the second that you've you've jumped a whole you film. Sit back. Um, that's in, that's he's in the still asleep. She leaves. Mm. Next shot we see is their meeting for that meeting for the first time, isn't it? Yeah. And he cottons on and goes, oh, this is the big girl from Mergers and Acquisitions, Tess McGill, <laughs> and I've just merged with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, she asks him what they did. Yeah. 
Well, because he, he buys her the briefcase, doesn't he? He goes back around to see her. And he yes. Buys the oh, yes. He goes back. Go, say that bit, because this is good with Joan Cusack. So um, she's gone to the meeting, and she obviously still doesn't know who, that he is Jack. And she walks in, and he puts his hand out, and he shakes her hand, and you see her face when she goes, oh, shit, what the hell have I just done? That's the guy I was with last night. Anyway, she gives a pitch across, and she's getting stuff out of a briefcase, and it's more like a folder with an elastic band, and she says, sorry, like, last-minute briefcase. And it's clear that she hasn't got a briefcase because she's actually a secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, they, they take the deal on, and Jack goes round to the office, and you almost think he's going to go round to the office to say, look, sorry about last night, business is business, let's crack on. But he's bought her a gift, hasn't he? He's bought her a briefcase, and it's at that point where he kind of wants more than just business and he kind of makes the first move. And Tess's desk is normally outside of the office. and she's using Catherine's office. Yeah. He comes in, she spies Harrison Ford and goes to her mate, oh shit, be my assistant. Be my assistant, pretend to be my assistant. And then this is the bit you're talking about, Jack, that Joan Cusack pretends to be the assistant. She's outrageously flirting with Ford isn't she yeah so they're in the office they're talking and um there's a woman outside who wants to get into Catherine's office isn't she's like get out and she's like oh the woman we'd seen earlier yeah yeah Yeah. so but she manages to get away with it don't she and someone's trying to get in she's going i'm really sorry i'm gonna have to rush you my one o'clock's my my one o'clock's pushing it here like you know she she is she makes it very believable to Mm. jack that she is running that business. Yeah. Yes. And then they both agree that they're going to try and merge these companies together, aren't they? They're yeah. They're going to go to Trask. Yeah. And in order to do that, she's found out, she's read in a paper that their um, his daughter's getting married. Yeah. yeah. So they say, let's attend the wedding, let's crash the wedding, and let's get him on his own. He'd have had a few bubbles, and he'll be in a happy mood, and we'll talk to him about the yeah. deal. And that's yeah. what they decide to do. Wedding crashes. Yeah. Wedding, go to the wedding, and it's Mardi Gras theme, isn't it? Yeah. It's full on. I mean, if you're going to have a wedding... <laughs> I love that about the film. Out of nowhere, they've gone, what theme do you want? Maracas. Maracas, <laughs> go going. for it. Bongos. And Ford thinks, what have I done? He realises they've not set it up, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And he thinks, it, what's And this? he realises they're not invited as well. Yeah. Like, yes. they've just walked in. But, fair play to her. She gets in there, Tess McGill, father of the bride, dance, never met him, business proposal, and he loves it. He's loves way it. up for it. Yeah. Hardest scene, she said, mm. to shoot on the film. Why? Uh, because uh, they had because of the choreography with the talking yeah. at the right time. So they were dancing and talking and not bumping into everyone else. She said it was the hardest scene. She said she had a lot of dialogue in a very short space of time. She, yeah, she found it's it, called acting. She Walking found it and really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for years. Give me a disco, I'm off. <laughs> you wait. Well, you wait till the next time in the Rovers. They have a party. I'll be dancing and I'll be saying things. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tell you what scene I quite liked um, that I think probably came just before they went to the wedding is when he's going to meet her for lunch and he's obviously hung over from the night before and he's in his office just in his boxer shorts and his shirt and as he's arranging to meet her, he's taking his shirt off. Yes. And yes. all of his staff are watching behind and he goes into a drawer, pulls a new shirt out of the wrapper and puts it on and I just like that kind I of... Love, I love that they applaud. They, they clap. It's, and well, sort, it's the Diet Coke advert, He sort it? of cheers. He cheers. That's where they get the Diet Coke advert. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's iconic scenes in there that you see them and go, ah, mm. so that's where it's from. Speaking of iconic scenes, I mean, if you're going to hoover topless, hoover topless. Oh, I must have shut yes. my eyes at that point. What? Oh, did Hanny make you shut them? Oh, I don't remember. What happened? Do you, have you not... <laughs> Miss this? No, I missed it. I missed it. She's rushing to get ready, and she's hoovering Catherine's house. And it wasn't in the script. She turned around to the director and she said, well, "I, I hoover when I'm getting ready, and I never have clothes on. Like I, I do it in my bra, basically." And then they started doing it, and she turned around and went, "Actually, I should be like stark naked." And what? it's like an eight-second shot of her head she's to toppers, toe, isn't it? Yeah, she's got pants no, on, she? Yeah. She's got pants on. So topless, hoovering, on, and it's on a white, and it, it it's just, it kind of works, doesn't it? it, it yeah. In a bizarre, mad way. It it's just so it's quite powerful, <laughs> you know, she decided to do the scene, and I get that. She's, it's her idea. Once you know that, you see that she's saying, well, I wouldn't do all this in a very, very nice dress. Mm. But yeah, Coulson looked at me, and I went, yep, yep, <laughs> she's topless, Coulson. Wow. Um, I missed that. Well, you missed, missed it. that bit. It's a really famous, really famous scene. Have we missed out that Alec Baldwin, that, that, that she split up with Alec Baldwin at this point? Yeah. Yeah. She split up with Alec yeah. Baldwin. And but then she's kind of She has to go to a wedding him at she? the same time. Of her best mate. Yeah. Yeah, and the dance to Christa Burr. I, I thought it was weird. I, I that was weird. I went, oh, that's that a shame. Happen. But she's feeling pressure. And I think, I suppose the thing is, is that the idea is it's, it's pressure to be... He remarks on her clothes and the way she is. And he says, in these last few days, you've changed. You're not the same. And I suppose what they're trying to say is, do you need to change fundamentally to get on in that environment? Do you need to let go of where you're from? And he's remarking on that. And she feels guilty. She feels guilty about what she's doing and she will have to leave them. She knows that. She has to change. Mm. He's not he's not the boyfriend for her. And obviously, he, he's messed around. But then, yeah, Krista Burr comes on. I think she feels... <laughs> I mean, Krista Burr comes on. The power of Krista Burr, Lady in Red. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, my, hold on. You've played Krista Burr. I can't resist. <laughs> but I think she's doing it out of politeness, isn't she? And then there's that really, really awkward scene where... He says, will you marry me? He's... Yeah, his best mate says, go on, ask her, ask her. Mm. And he gets on one knee and asks In front of the girl that he was cheating on her with 20 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah. And they, com- yeah. they completely try and steal their engagement party. Funder, don't they? Anyway, don't work for him, does yeah. it? Anyway, don't work. She pies him. Pied. Massive because she is in pie. love with Indiana Jones. Yeah. And it was a good scene, actually, when they come out of that wedding and they have that argument. I said yeah. to you, didn't I, Ben? That line he had, his last line in that scene, he yes. absolutely smashed. Almost like it was his audition scene. Mm. I can't, I can't remember what he says, but he was like, you know, if maybe he's maybe, and you're not going to decide, you can't run around leaving me waiting. And and he, he just does something, and he just walks off, and it was like he's furious, isn't it? Yeah, but then actually, you you understood what his character was going through then, because you do hate him. He's cheated on her, but mm. then. You know, he's just been completely rejected and you understand that he's a human as well, which in some characters in films, you know, when they're a twat, they're a twat, whereas you actually get a side to him where he's got something else to him. Mm. Anyway, so 
tracks are coming. Tra- tracks are interested. They they want the yeah, deal. They want to do the deal. Trask. 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 They've got to meet Grandpa the next day, haven't they? And talk him <laughs> through the deal. Yeah. And he says, oh no, they go to that meeting and he's not in that meeting. Because it's too low level for him. Too low level. There's two lads. There's Tess and Han Solo in the meeting. And they say, this is a proposal. And they go, look, we're not interested. And anyway, the guy's not going to sell you the radio station. He's like a family man. He's not interested. Mm. Phone Someone goes. else has bidded, hasn't they? Someone else has bidded. He's not going to get it. Phone goes. And it is the head. Trask has been listening yeah. all this time. and says, look, you've got till tomorrow to do this deal. Yeah. To get this it, deal on. Doesn't um, Jack basically says, look, if he wants this, I can get this. Because I've been over, I've met him, and he wants to sell to people he knows we can sort this out. And, you know, Big Boss basically says, let's sort it out. And then... So then they go back home, don't they, to sort it out. And that's when she looks across... Oh, yeah. ...at Harrison Ford and thinks... And he's smoking a cigar. Oh, yeah. And thinks, I'm in love with I forgot him. they had sex. I love that bit when he's trying to take his shirt off and he gets it's his hands so caught It's so awkward, in isn't it? It's great, it's brilliant. Though. And he gets brilliant. pissed off in the end, and he just rips his shirt off. Just rips his shirt. But any other film of that level, they'd have cut. Yeah. They'd have gone, do it again. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that yeah. with your shirt. It wouldn't have been on the one shot of them awkwardly undressing, like yeah. everybody does when they're taking their clothes off. It's not like three seconds you're in bed. It takes yeah. time, that shit. Yeah. Especially to get your socks yeah. off. So they filmed the whole sequence. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a second. So it takes me a long time to get my socks off. I know. Bear with me. Bear with. Bear with. Can't quite you're touch doing my the, toes. You're doing the hop around, <laughs> around the room. God, I'll tell you what. It must be a big night in your house. <laughs> I'm just going to do the hop around. Give me 20. And then they take the clothes off. They go off to bed and then the camera pans down and you see both of their clothes lying there. Mm. And it's sort of like saying... She's sort of made it, hasn't she? She's become corporate. She's got the man. (laughs) She's slept with Indy. 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 Um, And then Blade Runner. And then um, and then they're into the big meeting. It looks like it's all going to be fine. It's before that he says about how there is another love interest. He gets a phone call, doesn't he? In bed. He does the next morning, and it was that point where Ben went, "Who's his ex? Who's his ex?" And I went, "Oh, for fuck's sake." She's gonna come. I and thought she ruin played everything. that brilliantly, though. You know, she's in bed. He takes the phone call, and she turns away and just thinks, "Of course, yeah. it's too good to yeah. be true. Of course, he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Of course, I'm not good enough mm. for, to be the first. Mm. I'm just like the other girl. A mirror image of what happened to her, basically. So they're having the big meeting about signing contracts, um, and it's all going swimmingly. First, he says how he got his scar. Oh. Done it. Yes. How did he get it yes. in the film? He remember? got it. I can't remember when he was a kid. I can't remember what he said. Oh no, he lies, doesn't he? He tells a lie. Yeah. But in real life, Harrison Ford was playing sport and he ran into a pole. And he had a oh. yeah, and he had a, a bad, bad like stitches, like like a shod, oh. like a shoddy job. So that's how he's got it. And in Indiana Jones, he they get the whip, don't they, in the chin. Uh, and then that's it's part of him isn't it's it part of him he's good in it I think he's good in it I yeah, like is. him in this he's yeah. very good I think it's one of his better performances you really feel like he's invested in the whole thing that brilliant scene when they're before they go to the wedding and he's eating he's eating that kind of breakfast burrito and he's got a bit of mayonnaise <laughs> yeah, on it that's the I other thing as well I can my eyes off that I know and he doesn't reshoot it <laughs> no the director goes, you're in there. Yeah. I love it. Whereas anyone else would have gone, I'm sorry, he's got a bit of mayonnaise on his chin. <laughs> they went, oh no, that's it. I thought what would have been great was if she'd taken it off. What, licked it at off? At the end. No, just no, just with a finger jack. Right. doesn't have to be licked off. Lick, not licked it off in the middle of New York. No, just, just with a finger maybe or a hanky. <laughs> licked it off would have been a different film, I think. <laughs> Right, so where are we now? So, Sir Garney Weaver is back off mm. holiday. Uh, yeah. And she walks in to a meeting. Oh, no, before that, she's come back and she says to Tess, I'm going to meet Jack. 
Yeah. And she gets put into bed, doesn't she? She's got one leg in a cast, some suspenders on. She sprayed herself with all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. She's got a bottle of And a giant gorilla. Yeah. And a giant gorilla. Yeah. Which off... She lands in a helicopter with a giant gorilla. She sends Tess off to the chemist to get her some pills. In comes Harrison Ford. And it's awkward. Harrison wants out. Sigourney Weaver wants to know all about him. Yeah. She wants little Jack to come out to play. Big Jack. <laughs> big Jack. She says big Jack. And he goes, little Jack's busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very good, isn't it? And then you get the feeling it's a it's a hard pie from Ford it's a there. Big pie. But he says, he does say, I've got a meeting. I genuinely yeah. have to go. Yeah. And then yeah. Tess has left a diary, hasn't she? And in there, yes. it says, meeting with Jack at Trask. Yeah. At Trask. So they sit down in a big boardroom to go through the deal. And then out of nowhere, here she comes. With a pot on. Hopping along. With a pot what? on, crutches in her hand. With pot on, crutches, kicks down the door, and then it's the big reveal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. She's and my secretary. She's, yeah, and she doesn't really know what to say. She's lost for words, isn't she? And she's embarrassed. All the big wigs look at her as though, you're an idiot, what are you doing? Yeah. Sigourney Weaver, she's very good. She holds her own, and she's believable that yeah. she is the big boss. Um, yeah. the, the true colours of the secretary come out, and she's forced to leave the boardroom, isn't she? And even then, you know how you said about every scene is almost about her being the centre of the world? Well, yeah. there people are bringing a water, they're pulling a chair out yeah. for her, they're, you know, they're pot, you know, that's really clever direction, isn't it? The way... Yeah, you know, not, I I didn't notice it in the film, but now you've said it. When you think about it, yeah, it quite clearly is all about mm. her. Um, so yeah, and that's you know, T- Tess thinks that's it. Tess thinks she's done, doesn't she? And she yeah. ends up and she's going sort of back to the wedding, goes back to her yeah. old life, goes back to her, see her, her uh, realizes her old fella is going to get married. Yeah, she's she's lost her job. She packs her things. Uh, she packs her things up, and then we're in a kind of the real kind of low bit of the film, aren't we? How does it get up? Does Harrison Ford just... Rocks up one day, doesn't just he? Just rocks up? Rocks up. No. He says... Yeah, don't he just rock up and say, was it real between No, me no, and she's leaving. She's going down in the lift. As they're coming up to do the deal. As they're coming to do the deal, she drops her files. Yeah, that's embarrassing. He starts to pick them up. He says, I've been trying to get hold of you. I've been trying to get hold of you. Was it your idea? Was it your idea? Mm. And on the ferry, you realise she's she's taken a piece of uh, newspaper, hasn't yeah. she? Yeah. Uh, was it your idea? Sigourney's there, going, leave this woman alone. She's a fantasist. She's nothing. And the trust guys go, come on, what what kind of show are you running? Let's go, let's go. As the lift doors, there's a lot of lift shots. Yes. Yeah. Some really good ones, yeah. like when Harrison Ford, and it's left on his face. Yeah. I can't remember what he says. He goes it's left nah. on her face. He goes like that. Nah, yeah. like that, and it's left on her face. She giggles, and you think, yeah. I bet that's real. Yeah. And as the lift doors are shutting, she goes, you're not going to get anywhere if you lose Bobby so-and-so, a DJ. Yeah. Mm. And he goes, why would that matter? And he goes, if you, she goes, if you lose him, you lose the audience. Mm. And then Harrison Ford goes, it's right. Mm. He's their biggest asset. You haven't signed him. Mm. Trust gets out the lift. Sigourney Weaver goes up in the other lift. And then Harrison it's Ford... It's a three of them in one lift. Yes. Yeah, and he has. She has to convince him in yes. the time it takes up to the floor that they're going to do scene. the deal on. Great, scene. that it was her idea, and she basically shows yeah. him the evidence that she goes, "Look, these are the cuttings of the newspaper where yeah. I, I came up with the idea. This is your daughter's. Yeah. On the back of that, there's your daughter's uh, wedding advertised. Yeah. That's where we turned yeah. up to the wedding to give the idea yeah. over to you. And which it's clear then that he goes, right, it is your idea. He gets up." Yeah. Pulls rank. Mr. Weaver's there in the yeah. lobby, um, yeah. and he says, "Right, how did you come up with the idea, Sir Gorney Weaver?" And uh, she's she's she's. St- <laughs> how did you come up with your name? Who made it up? <laughs> she's stumped. She doesn't know what to say, and she goes, "I'll have to check my file." And she tries to fob him off with some old bollocks, and he goes, "I'm not having that. Get this woman." Oh, he goes, "Get this bony bitch out of here, or something." Yeah, yes. bony backside or something. Yes, because that's what Tess McGill said. That's what Melanie Griffiths yeah. said. And he goes, yeah, get your bony bitch out, uh, bony ass yeah, outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. out. She gets the Labin. And, uh, she gets the Labin. 
and Melanie. Griffiths, you're in the first team. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you a job. You're up. <laughs> yeah. And then they go off to do the deal, uh, which is the only bit of the film, actually, I, I always feel slightly lets it down. That they go, ah, oh, okay. And then the men walk off and do the deal. Yeah. And go, you know, for me, maybe now, they go, oh, okay, clearly it was your idea. Come on, let's all do the deal. But they kind of pyre off yeah. and, go, and go, yeah, it was your deal. It's still not good enough, though. <laughs> Fuck off. Kip. You're starting at square one. We're going to do this deal now. We actually, we pied you both, <laughs> yeah. both women out of it. Yeah, yeah. But they give her so a then, job, don't they? <clears throat> yes, they give her it's a job. the new, like, managing director of Trask, don't they? Yeah. Like vice president yeah. or something, which she doesn't know. She thinks she's just going to be another secretary, doesn't she? And there's that great yes. scene. Well, the, this she... is up for debate, actually, because oh, well. the the job she gets given is yeah. a normal job. She doesn't get yeah. anything fancy. And obviously there's a little bit with the secretary, but before, mm, yeah. before we talk about that, um, the last shot pans away yeah, and it's yeah. just office blocks. And it's, yeah. ev- it, it shows that she's still just another cog in the machine because she's just got her own office, which she's made up by. But there's hundreds of people. Yeah, but she's not on that floor with all the little minions anymore. Well, I think there's a debate there. No, bollocks, I'm right. I think Ben agrees with me. What? What? <laughs> oh, hello, hello. 22 and got a bit full of yourself. My goodness, you've pulled me right in there. I think what it's trying to say, I do agree with Coulson in part... He says you're going to start at the bottom, doesn't he, Trask? But the point of it is the bottom is still with your own office, Mm. your own secretary. You're on a very, very different career ladder and she will climb up. Mm. And I think the point of it is she will always have been the girl sitting outside the office. But once you're the person in the office, you have a chance to move to a bigger office, mm. but you're never ever gonna get, get in from the outside to in the office if you don't start. Then she started, yeah. and then they pull back and they show, you know, all these other offices. Which, yeah, she could be. She's, but she's in the machine, and that's what it means to me. I suppose is she's kind of made it. She's made it into the machine. They've let her in. Yeah. Uh, it's taken <clears throat> her. It's much much harder. Be much harder for her. I still think it's. A and good then job. there's that interesting scene where. She's outside. The secretary's in her office. She's mint with a secretary, then, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there is one brilliant bit where she goes, what's the bit where she goes? She sees the secretary sat in the office. So she sits in the secretary's seat thinking it's her office. Mm. But there's a brilliant bit when she's with Harrison Ford at one point. Someone says, coffee. And she goes, oh, I'll just go and get it. And yeah. <laughs> she's trying to pretend to be... Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver does not get her own coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she lays out the ground rules and then she sits there in her own office and there's quite a famous shot to mirror the opening shot. So the opening windows, I think, mirror the last windows for me, Colson. That's partly why I did it. The windows of the ferry pulling out to the windows of the block. But also, yeah, there's a a feeling that she's in the city and there's a lot of them. Mm. Good film. Good. So, Jack, yeah. I'm interested. We'll get to Coulson, but this is the first time we've picked a film that you haven't seen that I have. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think? I really liked it. I liked the acting. Um, particularly liked Ford, Mr. Weaver, Sir Weaver. Um, very good. Uh, I didn't. Th- she didn't blow me away, you know. I wasn't blown away by her. I liked yeah. her voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought she was good. Yeah. Uh, just not exceptional. Loved the friend. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. Girl climbing a ladder. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hanny? Oh, she loved it. She loved it. She loved all the big hair, all the fashion, all yeah. the 80s. She loved the song. Yeah. She loved the romance. She loved that he buys her a briefcase. Um, all that's lovely. Um, it's, there's romantic elements in it. Very good. I think there's better films in its genre, that's all. Think of, like, Pretty Woman, um, Dirty Dancing, I suppose. Um, yeah. Uh, so for me... Last rating of the series. 
Hold on, we can't rate. We've got to go. No, you, oh, no, yeah, we do yeah, rate. Yeah. We rate. Okay, We've done yeah. 42 apps now, Ben. I'm going to go 6.5. What? Ooh, fuck. Christ, Jack. Just it got a bit shitty because it was my no, choice. No, no. 6.5. 6.5. 6.5. Is that low? You didn't think it was good is, at is all. Is that low? <laughs> that's that's fucking racing stripes. <laughs> is that low? <laughs> that's racing stripes. That's like Papadopoulos and it's son. not. 6.5. Yeah, 6.5. You gave Wild Hogs more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Jesus Christ, Shepherd! You absolutely the end of the series blown out your own your own. And do you know what I quite like? 5. This is proof to me that I have the harder job in terms of the ratings because that is Jack <laughs> basically going fuck off, Ben. You're rubbish at picking. It's not. If Jack had picked yeah, it, it, it is ten. It is. It's a ten. It's it just is. a solid it's going, ten. Isn't it? I don't care how many Oscars it got nominated. How good it was. How groundbreaking it was at the time in 1988. How amazing the performance are for. Right. Maybe it's go because. On, oh, God. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's because. Yeah, like there's. I think there's other better films in it. Oh, your genre. voting's flawed, oh, Jack. You fucked it. 6.5. And know. maybe because it's a season finale, and I don't think it. No, I can't say that. It is 6.5. It's not season finale material. That's what he was about to say. I don't think I picked it as a season finale material. No, I can't sit here and say it's an 8, it's a 9, it's a 10. That's I all. thought we'd it's all agreed to give it a 10 out of 10. Mm. <laughs> 6.5, I think that's, that's, that's what I'm going Ben? With. I really love this film. I think it's technically a very, very sharp, well-constructed film. I think Melanie Griffiths is pulling out a performance which is kind of subtle against all the other performances. Mm. She's not driving herself like Sigourney Weaver's character or Harrison Ford or... Her best friend, she's letting life in some ways wash over with her, over her, but she has this quiet determination to her. It's of a particular time in 1988. It's not a normal story of that time. Uh, and she's breaking that ceiling. You know, she's, we've got a young woman headlining a film about a woman being successful and taking it on. I think there's a lot of themes in there. I think it's well-directed. I think some of the scenes, for me, it is better than Dirty Dancing. It seems more live, more alive, less knowing, mm. more... Uh, I think Sigourney Weaver's brilliant. I think the soundtrack is brilliant. I think the way he shot it, you know, the director shot The Graduate, shot some beautiful films, and I think he's got some weight to it. Uh, and I think the way it's constructed and what you come out with, the rise and fall of that film is technically very hard to do. I think it can look... There's a lot more in there, and I think it's a hard. It's not easy to do that, and I think it stood the test of time from 1980. For me, it has. It might not be for everyone, but I, I look at those constructions of films like that, and when they're done really, really well, I think it's not easy to do. It's easy to pass off and not see what's gone into it. Uh, so for me, it's eight. Okay. Right. See, I thought Ben might have been higher than that. You know. If if what, you know, out of the films that you've listed that it's similar to, the only one I've seen is Dirty Dancing. And for me, it's nothing of a nothing to Dirty Dancing. I don't think they're anything alike. I feel like this is a lot more, you know, it's it's more of a drama in a sense. But, um, yeah, um, do you know what, Ben? I liked it. Credit where it's due. Like, good film. Made me laugh. I felt for the girl. I liked the characters. Once again, as always, in a film that I like, you could tell the actors were having fun. You could tell it was a film they wanted to do. Um, yeah, I'll give it 8.5, happily. Oh, Boom. Yeah. I'll tell you what was interesting for me while I was picking it, Coulson, and I was thinking about films you like, and I thought, it's not enough for me to think about saying, you know you like a happy ending, and you actually called the end. Then it gives you a kind of... False start, doesn't it? She loses everything. You can't really see how the end's yeah. going to play out. And it does. And you went, oh, is this going to be a Coulson ending? And I thought to myself, <laughs> what is a film I really, really like that would have the elements that Coulson would really like, yeah. but I can identify with, that I can see mm. in a film? And that, for me, has got that. So I was trying to try and find a way of the finale 
us coming full circle to find a film that you would recognise, I suppose. Interestingly, in and, the, you know, the ones that I would argue that you've almost done that before on, which would be Muriel's Wedding, Dirty Dancing, Strictly Ballroom. Yeah. I yeah. I levelled with that one far more than any of them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what's the score, Ben? 23. Yeah? No. 8.5. 6.5, 6.5. Hold on. Oh, 8.5. 8. Yeah. 8.5. 6.5. I'd 8. Well, then what did you give it? <laughs> 23. It is 23. It, 23. 23. Um, 23 out of 30. Good score. Good score. I would argue Good. with that. No, I, I don't think I would. Well, you wouldn't. You fucking fucked up. You fucked yourself right off there with 6.5. If I want here for 6.5, that'd be getting like 29. It's a good film, though, Jack. It's a good film. You're judging... Of, you're judging... It might get 29, and a lot of people think it should. Only you gave it a brilliant review and then went four. Yeah, well, that's why I I'm here. That's what you do. Cause, and then you watch it. I give it a brilliant it, review. And you go, just, it were great. Yeah, Meryl Streep made me cry. No, it was 10. great. Hanny loved it. Loved the music. Loved the hair. I loved the acting. I loved that music at the start. That yeah. Carly <laughs> Sam... It's greatest showman all over again. <laughs> Yeah, you're a fraud, Shepard. Right. So you're hold on, we've got we've we've got to announce as part of our that Jack's leaving the podcast Disney. for next series. <laughs> Jack's leaving, and he's been replaced by Harrison Ford, <laughs> and that's why I picked this film. <laughs> Hi, Harrison. Pie Jack, just switch him off the Zoom. <laughs> so um, earlier in the week, we ran, we ran a competition. Yes, um, it was all part yeah. of um, Pixar Fest. Obviously, collabing with Disney for the last podcast. Um, which was really great. We enjoyed doing it. We hope that you enjoyed Monsters, Inc. and the stuff that we put on our social media. One of those things was a competition to win a Pixar Fest goodie bag. It's actually my goodie bag because Jack and Ben <laughs> went, they're mint, we're keeping Jack ours. wore his <laughs> and mine's still in the box. But So it's Coulson's goodie bag. Um, yeah, so we ran a competition on Instagram. We had hundreds of entries. So thank you very much for spreading the love and spreading Sofa Cinema Club to all of your friends. Um, we have a winner. Coulson's picked the winner. Maybe you should do it hat. in your X Factor voice, Ben. <laughs> oh, Virgin sponsors. That's what I had to do, wasn't it? I forgot about that. That was it. My goodness. Um, yeah, who's the winner? Who's the winner, Coulson? The winner is on Instagram at Live Jane. Um, so, Liv Jane, if I hope you listen to the podcast. Otherwise, you've just won a goodie bag for fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll send how you a message she, how... on Instagram to um, to get it oh, to Oh, okay, you. great. Per- yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And we'll probably should do our last competition winner from the series before whilst we're doing this one as oh, well. Oh, he's still not got it, has Oh, he's still not got Stevie it. Stevie he's, 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 he's great as well. I really... He entered this competition. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought his name was going to come out. Do you know what? Fair play we to him. We could have saved money on postage, couldn't we? If, we'd, if he'd have won, we'd have two birds with one stone. We'd save money <laughs> we on postage. We could have just got him to win anyway. Maybe we should just put him to Can't win. No, poor he missed lad. out. That's Liv Jane won. <laughs> What did he win? A picture. A signed picture that Jack was meant to sort out and Jack's... I've forgotten oh, where yeah. it is. <laughs> we'll have to do another one. Oh, we will. We'll, do. We're doing... We'll promise we're doing... I'll tell you what we'll do. i tell you what we'll do. We'll print up the new logo, which is... It's got Disney on yeah. it, hasn't it? Yeah. And then we'll sign that. That's a bit more special, isn't it? So... Jack will go for a meal with <laughs> Jack, Jack will go for dinner with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what you can do. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday... You go on that meal thing, you get the meal. <laughs> it's a date. And then what's happening? Where are we? Series wise. So, series two has come to an end. It's been great, actually, to say this was just something we started doing in lockdown. Mm-hmm. It's been mint, yeah. hasn't it? I've really enjoyed Happy it. Days. So we're going to be back with a special very soon. And that special is going to be a film that isn't chosen by any of us. It's going to be chosen by you guys, the listeners. So please keep an eye out on our Instagram and Twitter at Sofa Cinema Club, where we're going to be running a competition, a poll to pick the film of choice for the Sofa Cinema Club special. And then on that podcast, we'll have news of when we'll be back with Series 3. But don't worry, it's not going to be a long way. It's not going to be the six months that it was last time. We're going to rescue Colson out of his hotel yeah. room. Put his feet up. Probably, we'll put his feet up for two weeks. We'll, we won't talk to each other, basically. We won't be <laughs> We'll get a bit bored. We won't watch anything. <laughs> yeah. and then we'll just, but look, 
I think thanks for, thanks for everyone who's yeah. listening. Yes, again. definitely. Thank you. Um, yeah, and you know, we look forward to bringing season three on, but we will see you in the meantime where we do a film for you as a thank you to you. Until then, as always, good night, God bless. Thank you. Good night. Good night, God bless. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.